You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday. At least I hope I can make it a happy Wednesday for you. And welcome into Locked On Cardinals for Wednesday, March the 9th of 2022. I'm Lucas Smith, host of the show. I was really delaying today's posting, delaying today's recording, hoping we could get a deal reached and I could have an instant reaction. And then the tweets and the reports kept flying in that no, a deal was not going to be reached today and we were indeed going to have a continued lockout and more games canceled by the league, another week's worth of games canceled. And we had another marathon negotiation session last deep into the night on Monday night or Tuesday night. It all runs together at this point. It was a week ago that we had the other marathon negotiation session in Florida that thought, okay, we got some positive momentum. Here we go. And then a week later, I believe it was at the union offices uh, in New York, um, that that we see some more negotiations trying to happen. We see some reports of positive movement. Hey, the sides are really close on the CBT. Hey, the sides are together on these things: the pitch clock, the the bases, the DH, all these things. The qualifying or not qualifying offer, the the draft pick competition. They're really close. And then all of a sudden, there, there's one. There's another wrench thrown in there. Another negotiation bargaining chip. Talking about the international draft. Now that's causing some issues because you've got the current star of Fernando Tatis Jr. saying, I don't like it. You've got the Hall of Famer David Ortiz saying, I don't like it. All these different things just come together for just a whole mosh pit of mess. And yet, when we come to this lack of agreement and more games have been canceled, obviously the Players Association came out with a statement that I'll read here in a little bit about the cancellation of games and how they don't think it's necessary that I'll get to in just a moment. But the, the no matter what side you're on, it's, it's it's getting deeply, deeply concerning because I think at the beginning of this lockout, I thought we're going to have a season. It might be a little bit delayed. But we're going to have a season. And now with these conflicting reports going back and forth, it's just exhausting, in my opinion, trying to keep up with all of it. You know, Are, are we actually in good faith here? Are we actually in... Are we actually close? Are we are we anything close to a deal? What's true? What's not true? Is, are the tones changing each day? Or are we never close in the first place? You can get wrapped up. At least I've gotten wrapped up in, oh, yeah, rhetoric's good. Oh, no, rhetoric's bad. Back and forth, back and forth. And it is exhausting to keep up with. Whether you're someone covering the team like me or a fan, if you're listening, watching, or somebody that you're talking to, whatever it is, it's exhausting trying to keep up with all of it. Yes, there are some good movements made with the CBT. They got a little bit closer on certain things. Pre-arbitration, but the international draft was thrown in. MLB wanted um, kind of kind of an opt-out sort of thing. Uh, two weeks, or I'm sorry, by November, if they didn't agree to an international draft, then they could reopen the CBA in two years. Um, left it open. There are some positives and negatives to both sides of that. At the end of the day, more games have been canceled, more lives affected. Here's the the Major League Baseball Players Association response. Verbatim, quote, The owner's decision to cancel additional games is completely unnecessary after making a set of comprehensive proposals to the league earlier this afternoon and being told substantive responses were forthcoming. Players have yet to hear back. 
Players want to play. We cannot wait to get back on the field for, for the best fans in the world. Our top priority remains the finalization of a fair contract for all players, and we continue negotiations toward that end. End quote. It, it, it's hard to, to see a situation now where we will replay anytime soon. Because as they mentioned in that statement, and as I mentioned already, more games have been canceled. This is now 98 days of a lockout initiated by the league. And yes, we're starting to see now public opinion turn a little bit towards the owners saying, hey, you were offered a fair deal, players. Why didn't you just sign it, play it, and move on? However, the, the players aren't going to to sign anything. They aren't going to agree anything if they don't think it's 100% right. And who can blame them? That's what anybody tries to do in a, in a negotiation, trying to get what's right. I don't blame them for trying to, to negotiate what's right. I don't. Both sides, at least publicly, want a fair contract. Publicly. But the MLBPA mentioned the fans in that statement. Best fans in the world. The, the deeper we get into this lockout, and it, it's hard to imagine us getting any deeper than we are, but we, yet we still go deeper, the less likelihood, in my opinion, that we see fans returning. If we're able to somehow get baseball played in April, and okay, maybe you take a little bit of a hit early on, things of that nature, but you're still able to play. You're still able to, to play before the kids are out of school. You're still able to get started somewhat on time, maybe delayed a couple weeks. We're already delayed a couple weeks as it is. That's not a doomsday scenario. That's not the end of the world scenario. When we start getting into the, oh no, what's going to happen scenario is... If we're not playing by mid-May, if baseball's not playing by mid-May, if they're not playing by June, then you start to wonder how many fans have you lost for good? Or what is it going to take to get those fans back? Is it going to take a Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, steroid-fueled home run battle to bring them back? What's it going to take? Because you've got the NFL that had an exciting day of their offseason that captured most of the headlines yesterday and today. Between Aaron Rodgers saying he's returning to the Green Bay Packers and Russell Wilson being traded to the Denver Broncos. If you want more on any of that, listen to Locked On Packers, Locked On Broncos, or Locked On Seahawks. They've got you covered. More headlines in a day for the NFL, more positive headlines in a day for the NFL than we've seen in weeks, if not months, for the Major League Baseball. It's getting to a point of losing fans for good. People like me, other podcasters, faithful listeners that listen every single day, faithful fans, they're going to come back. It's the average fan that's not going to come back. And again, we're getting to a point. We're just simply getting to a point of no return in terms of losing fans. More games canceled equals more fans lost, in my opinion. Plain and simple. There's also a report that there, as of right now, as of this recording at about 6.30, 6.40 on a Wednesday night, that we're not planning on nego- negotiating tomorrow. That doesn't make any sense to me. Again, that could have changed by the time this gets posted, but that doesn't make sense. Come back to the table tonight. Come back to the table tomorrow. There's no reason to leave the table, if you're asking me. Stay at the table, get it done. 
heck, maybe you're able to do another 10, 15 hours negotiations and get a deal done. And okay, maybe we can play those those games that we canceled yesterday. Or even make them up as doubleheaders. Because the Cardinals are missing out on uh, divisional play. Opening series was against the Pirates as well as their home opener. Get to the, how it affects the Cardinals coming up in segment number two. But I don't understand the lack of urgency on on either side. Whoever's not whoever is saying, "Hey, we're not meeting tomorrow," ridiculous. Meet on, on a phone call. Meet over Zoom. It's 2022. I think we know how to handle a Zoom conference. We've had 98 days now of this lockout. At this point, owners and players players, excuse me, should be meeting every single day. At minimum for a couple hours. Players seem to be ready to do that. Owners seem to be ready to do that at points. Yeah, we'll negotiate for 10 hours here, for 17 hours here. Yeah, we'll do it, yeah. My opinion, people need to be at the negotiating table every single day. Or at least be willing to every single day until this lockout is over. That's the way I see it. That's just my it's my opinion, outsider's opinion, outsider's thought. But my opinion, as a knowledgeable baseball person, somebody who covers the St. Louis Cardinals for this podcast, get it done, stay in the room, make a fair deal out of it. War games have been canceled. We've already said that. How does that affect the Cardinals' schedule? Talk about that coming up in just a moment, as well as a clip from Adam Wainwright um, and Frank Cusimano of KSDK. Uh have a clip to share from a show late last week, uh, so it's a little bit, a little bit uh, out of context. Just because or I'll put it in context, um, it, it does not reflect the happenings of today or the news of today, but still worth sharing. So talk about a little bit more Cardinal Central perspective, and then in segment three we're talking about the lineup um, and the NL Central ranks continuing that theme. So uh, talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, are you ready to discover your purpose and leave an impact wherever you go? Mission Possible, written and read by New York Times bestselling author and athlete Tim Tebow, encourages you to find your inspiration, pursue your purpose, and create a life for yourself that counts. Ignite a new spark in your life through this new inspirational listen. Mission Possible by Tim Tebow is available everywhere where audiobooks are sold. Go ahead and get your Mission Possible audiobook today, written and read by New York Times bestselling author and athlete Tim Tebow. Cardinals missing out now on their home opener and their first home series. Uh, bottom line, that's going to hurt. And their first home game isn't until a while. Uh, before I get to that, I do want to tell you to listen to Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep into the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hoping to have him on soon to talk about Cardinals prospects, so keep your eyes out for that. Uh, but the schedule on MLB.com, it's already been updated. There's no games until April the 14th of 2022. They don't even show them as canceled games for regular season. They've still got some spring training games that are scheduled. March 18th is the first scheduled spring training game as of right now. The Cardinals are on the road 
for three series. Four at Milwaukee, three at Miami, three at Cincinnati. Their home game isn't until April the 25th against the New York Mets. That's as it stands right now. We don't know if we could have a schedule change and we, we try and get the divisional games made up and a whole new schedule is made. I doubt that happens, but it could. So the Cardinals now play at Milwaukee on April the 14th of, at 6.40 Central Time first pitch. I wouldn't really bother marking your calendars because I have a feeling it's not going to be the last time we see a schedule change. But now the Cardinals aren't at Bush Stadium until April 25th. That's a long time. In a regular season, you know, a, a normal season, teams aren't typically on the road for the first week and a half. They usually don't have three road series to start. They usually don't have 10 road games. Sorry, I didn't count that for a minute. They usually don't have 10 road games to start their season before they're home. However, that's where it stands right now for the St. Louis Cardinals. It deeply affects St. Louis. It deeply affects downtown St. Louis. Cardinals aren't going to be the only team affected by this. I'm not trying to play the victim card as the St. Louis Cardinals. But from a Cardinals perspective, this hurts. Because, yes, you want to play all 162, but you really want those 81 at home. So, yeah, you're losing games in general bad, negative, right? But it gets worse when you don't have a home game for a week and a half into the season. Because as I've mentioned before, yes, they've got Ballpark Village. Yes, it's open year-round. But that place is going to be hopping Really happen only really when Cardinal games are on. That's when it gets the most busy. And Blues games are still going on. I understand that. So they still get very popular around Blues games. But that's right next to the stadium. The last three or four or five Cardinal games I've been to, we make a stop at Ballpark Village somewhere to eat, walk around the museum, something. Not when I'm in St. Louis, just in general. Only when I go to watch a Cardinal game. So this really affects St. Louis. It's very difficult to to have that kind of uh, that experience be available and have it reach its fullest potential whenever you don't have a game to go watch. Makes it very very difficult to go and make that worth it and say, "Yep, this is great. This is awesome. Go to it." When there's no baseball game to watch right next to it. So hopefully the Blues play deep in the postseason and the fans can go and enjoy Blues games there when they're not watching at the Enterprise Center. Uh, before we get to the, to the lineup and ranking the lineup within the NL Central, because I do want to get to actual baseball, I want to share this clip that was shared to me by, by KSDK, um, Tang, Tanga partner. Um, it's Adam, Adam Wainwright. Um, he was on... Um, Sports uh, Sportside Plus, I believe, was what it's called on Sunday. Uh, this was a little preview clip about him and him and Frank Cusimano. Um, so I, I just want to play it, and um, I'll, I'll share, share my thoughts on it afterwards. So, so here's a clip from Adam Wainwright on KSTK. Well, baseball fans are hoping for some news, any news, about the start of the season. Especially here in St. Louis. But despite some informal meetings today... There has not been any progress, and the lockout continues. Five on your side's Frank Cusimano has been following the story every step of the way. He joins us now with the latest. Yeah, Frank. We had a 90-minute session today. It was a quick one. You know, in 1973, the Three Degrees came out with a song titled, When Will I See You Again? 
That kind of sums up the negotiations between the owners and the players. Today was supposed to be the next round of sessions. No proposals exchanged, and there is no reported time yet on when they will see each other again. One week of the regular season is gone for sure, and you just have a feeling there is not a sense of urgency for the owners to get this thing going right away. They really don't lose much or any of the TV money if they miss, say, the first three weeks. Today, I spoke with Adam Wainwright, and he did not hold back. The one thing that's not lost on us that can seem like it is, is we love our fans. We love the game of baseball, and we're trying to do what we think is right for our players coming up. But it doesn't mean we don't love our fans and appreciate them so much. We do love them. We cannot wait to get back out there and play in front of them again. By the way, Wainwright says it's getting tougher and tougher to leave his home for spring training when his kids start to get sad. He does anticipate another great season, 17-7 and last year at age 40. Adam will join us on Sports Plus Sunday night. So, should, should have, I prefaced that before the break, should have prefaced that again. That was obviously before the news of the day. This was recorded last week on, on Friday. Uh, that's when it was shared with me, so they shared the first first show I could uh wasn't able to get one out yesterday or Monday like as you guys probably know uh but, but there, there again you, you see the willingness in Adam Wainwright or the desire in Adam Wainwright to really get back on the field because at, at, at this point that's what the players are really missing getting on the field getting to play the game they love getting to play the game they love excuse me and interacting with the fans I want to hear you know it I want to hear what your thoughts are on the situation, comment on the YouTube video, email the show, lockedoncards at gmail.com. You can DM me on Twitter at LJFastball, DM the show on Twitter or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals, however you like to, to get your message across. Are you starting to get more frustrated with the players? Are you starting to get, are you still extremely frustrated with the owners? What you got? So just let me know what your thoughts are on the whole situation because I'm interested. I want to hear your thoughts, and I'll probably share them on tomorrow's show as well. So uh, let me know any any way you want to get your thoughts to me. Go ahead. But it, the fans are hurting, and in my opinion, again, I'm not saying we're there yet where fans won't come back and it's doomsday and it's the end of the world. I'm not saying we're there yet. I am saying it's getting close and that the two sides need to come together and stay together until there's a deal. I'm not saying they have to negotiate you know, the next 72 hours consecutive, stay in a room. But every day there needs to be some dialogue. Every day there needs to be meetings. I would like a proposal every day. I know it's complicated. It's a large document that you're trying to, to write here. But there just needs to be more, in my opinion. So I wanted to share that clip from Adam Wainwright because I think it's good perspective. Um, I always want to hear what Adam Wainwright has to say. So enough about the lockout. I, I, I try and keep you guys up to date on it. I try and give you guys my thoughts on it. You know, they're still far apart on a couple issues, as I've mentioned. The international draft was a big sticking point today. So let me know if you guys have any more questions on that. But I want to talk about baseball. I want to talk about the, the team on the field and continue uh, the theme of what we're doing of ranking different aspects of the team. Today we're talking about the lineup. Talking about offense, how can they compete with the rest of the National League Central. I'm giving my rankings of the lineup, looking at past, looking at the lineups from last year how the teams have changed and things of that nature. So breaking down the lineup and uh, how the Cardinals can have success offensively in 2022 coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can't go wrong. If you want to have a delicious 
snack, but still stay healthy. Have a Built Bar because Built Bars are covered 100% in chocolate, but are still extremely, extremely healthy. They're low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They're better because a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, where a Built Bar is 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You've got plenty of flavors to choose from. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, white chocolate cheese, excuse me, white chocolate cookies and cream was the flavor of the month last month. Head over to Belt.com to see all the flavors available as well as limited time flavors and check it out often because limited time flavors come and go frequently so you don't want to miss out. If I haven't enticed you enough for a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, that they're extremely healthy, that there's different flavors, extremely tasty, Here's a way to save some money. Go to Built.com when you're ordering your Built Bars. Enter the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. This episode is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will ever need. Why would you endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and waiting while the person behind the counter orders the parts from their warehouse. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket so you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for each and every customer and they have everything you need from big parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write "locked on" in their "how did you hear us" box, in their "how did you hear about us" box, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. St. Louis Cardinals lineup in 2022, I think, can be a deadly one. I think it can be a successful one because they're they're returning a lot of pieces back, and I think that they're going to start to gel together, and I think it's going to be one of the top ones in the National League Central because when you look around, especially on paper, you've got strong performances seemingly at every position. Yadier Molina might be one of the few that you can argue is a, is a weak one as well as shortstop, whether you go Paul DeYoung or Mundo Sosa. But even with that, this is a very strong lineup. Paul Goldschmidt, Tommy Edmond, Nolan Arenado, Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson, other players that I hadn't mentioned yet. That's a strong starting nine. Strong starting eight, I suppose, taking out the pitcher. But th- this is a Cardinal lineup that, that has, in my opinion, what, what elevates this lineup above the other lineups in the National League Central is the outfield. Because in my opinion, this outfield, and I've talked about it extensively before and I will talk about it, until I can't talk about it any longer. This outfield has the potential to be the best outfield in all of baseball. Period. You know why? Because all three of them are five-tool players. They can all hit. They can all hit for power. They can all field. They can all throw. They can all run. And they all have different strengths within those five tools, but all three of them can impact the game on every single level on any given night. You need a 500-foot bomb? Tyler O'Neill is going to get you darn close. You need a diving catch to save a game? 
Harrison Bader is not going to let it drop. You need somebody thrown out at third, Dylan Carlson's going to throw him out. You need a base stolen, ask any three of them. All three, in my opinion, coming together to form the best outfield in all of baseball, top to bottom. And you've got Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt at the hot corners. You could tell me that they're aging and that they're getting a little older, and I'll acknowledge that. But they're not so old or aging to the point of that their production is getting less. I think Paul Goldschmidt has found his stroke in St. Louis. First year, struggled a little bit at the start. He he, He historically starts the year slow, but he is somebody that picks up and finds the numbers by the time the year ends. Nolan Arenado had a rough first season at times in St. Louis, but overall made the impact that the Cardinals needed him to make, hitting above 30 home runs, getting the gold glove, driving in over 100 runs. And I think in year number two, he's going to be that much more comfortable at third base, that much more comfortable in St. Louis, and provide that much more damage. We saw it with Paul Goldschmidt between his first and second years, and now his third year in St. Louis. Hard to believe that this is his fourth year in St. Louis, and that two of the four seasons are going to be shortened by some by some degree. Let's look around the league, around the division and other lineups. The Milwaukee Brewers. You've got some some names there. Willie Adamas played played a really nice shortstop for him. You've got Kristen Yelich that you don't know what you're going to get from him. Is it going to be the MVP level or is it going to be the level we've seen in the last couple of years? The Cardinal or the Brewers have lost Avisil Garcia. That's they're they're losing 25 to 30 home runs there. They brought in Humphrey Renfro, Hunter Renfro in place of Jackie Bradley Jr. So you could see more movement there. But at the end of the day, that the Milwaukee lineup one through eight does not match up with the St. Louis Cardinals lineup, in my opinion. Omar Nevarez, Daniel Vogelbach are nice pieces, but overall not strong pieces. You don't know what you're going to get from Luis Urias. He had some some stretches throughout the year. Too many question marks and not enough solidified stars in the Brewers lineup for me, in my opinion. You go to the Reds lineup, this is a lineup that just, again, when you look at the names, you might think, hey, that's strong. Tucker Barnhart provided a nice spot for catcher from them for the last couple of years. He's gone. He was traded to the Detroit Tigers. Joey Votto is going to be his age 38 season. He had a revitalized 2021. Don't get me wrong. But at age 38, what can you expect anything more than a couple, you know, maybe dozen and a half home runs, which isn't isn't terrible, but can you expect another 36 home run, 99 RBI season with a 375 on base and a 563 slugging from Votto. I'm not so sure. Jeff Carr will probably debate that with me to no end. I just don't see Joey Votto impressing as much as he did in 2021. Jonathan Indy is a name that I really, really like. Rookie of the year, 21 home runs, drove in 69, had a on base percentage of 376, one point higher than Votto's. That's really strong. You had Eugenio Suarez had a really down year. Tyler Naquin, at center fielder, you know, just not above, just not not a star level. You're going to lose Nick Castellanos as well from a red standpoint, most likely. Hasn't been official. It hasn't signed anywhere. But even then, I just don't see this Reds lineup top to bottom matching up with the St. Louis Cardinals. The Chicago Cubs are going to have a tough time dealing with the losses that they had. Because as of right now, you're down Rizzo, you're down Bryant, you're down Bias. You're 100% down Bias. He's gone. You're down Jack Peterson as well, who put up some good numbers for you throughout the year. 
there's just not enough power for me in this lineup. There's just not enough both just raw power or name power or star power in this lineup for the Cubs, in my opinion, to win win the division. You don't know what you're going to get from Patrick Wisdom. You don't know what you're going to get from Frank the Tank. So I just don't see the Cubs lineup matching up. And the the Pirates, I'm not even going to spend too much time on. You're going to lose Jacob Stallings. You're likely down Colin Moran. Adam Frazier's gone after a nice first half. Brian Hayes could be a nice addition whenever he comes back fully healthy. Don't know what you're going to get from Brian Reynolds. And Gregory Polanco is somebody that had a lot of upside but just hasn't been impressive for a long time. So offensively speaking, I think the Cardinals, while they have room to improve, which is why I'm so excited for this team, are still in a very good spot offensively within the National League Central Division. Because I think they're going to improve at the eighth position, whether that's Nolan Gorman or going out and getting a Kyle Schwarber or a Colin Moran. I think they're they're still in the market for maybe improving at the shortstop level, but the biggest weakness in the Cardinal lineup is the left-handed bat and the lack of bench depth. And I really think that the Cardinals can go out and find improvements in those areas. So for that, for those reasons, here's my rankings for the lineups within the National League Central. Pirates are five. Cubs are four. Reds and Brewers are interchangeable at three and two. Probably go Brewers three, Reds two. And the Cardinals are number one. I think the Cardinals have the best lineup in the National League Central. I do. And that is with having room to improve, and I think that they will improve that lineup. Once again, I want to hear your thoughts. Let me know. We're going to have roundtables on this with the other NL Central hosts coming up here in the next couple weeks, so I'm excited to debate with them about that. Because I do think that the Cardinals have... If anybody has the Cardinals lineup third or lower in the National League Central, again, I want to talk to them. Because I don't know how you get there. But that's going to do it for today's show. Running a little bit long. Had to talk about the lockout. Had just just had to. Uh, so, um, but this lineup for the St. Louis Cardinals, for me, is going to be really really fun to watch. So, uh, let me know what you think in the comments about the lockout, about the, the Cardinal lineup within the National League Central. When do you think we're going to see baseball? Or just if you want to let me know how your day is doing. But more Cardinal talk tomorrow. Talking about the defense and the manager, uh, Oliver Marmol's thoughts and expectations for him, as well as any other updates that may come from the lockout within the next couple, uh, within the next 24 hours. So um, until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.